Hey, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with today's special guest, but first we want to give a shout out to our podcast partners, the Global Community of Women in High School Sports, Florida Coaches Coalition, We Coach, and Vital Signs Wall of Fame. You've heard me say many times, these are four great organizations. You should really be a part of them. So uh, add them to your network. And now don't hit that fast forward button. Stay with us for the next three minutes as we give our sponsors a shout out. These are all companies that I used as an athletic director. You should be using them too. Here we go. We want to say thanks to Gipper for their support. Gipper is the official social media graphics solution for the podcast. And if you go to Gipper.com, their team is going to show you how to start creating world-class content for your school's social media channel. Your students are on social media, and you should be celebrating your athletes and promoting your teams, and Gipper's the best way to do it. It's used and trusted by over 3,000 athletic programs, high school and college. It's professional graphic design made simple. Go to Gipper.com for more information. We also want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Go to hometownticketing.com. It's digital ticketing that offers more, more support, more security, and more customization. Hometown is here to make the best online ticketing solution for you. Go to hometownticketing.com. We also want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive, indoor score tables and video boards. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and schedule a live web demo to see their scoreboards and their score tables in action. Their products not only generate income for your department, they also create the ultimate game day experience for your student-athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com to get started. We also want to say thanks to uh, Vital Signs Wall of Fame. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com, mention this podcast, and they're going to help you bring your school's legacy to life. If you're looking for a really cool way to display your school record boards, your school's Hall of Fame, or just share your school's proudest moments, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. Check out their great products. And remember, mention this podcast, you'll get a nice discount. vitalsignswalloffame.com. We also want to say thanks to Huddle. Go to huddle.com and change the way you see the game. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years, but when I became an athletic director, I made sure our school was a Huddle school, and our coaches just loved the tools that Huddle provided that let them coach our kids up to their highest level. Go to Huddle.com, see why we believe in sports and teams believe in Huddle. Join the 8 million users. Turn your school into a Huddle school. We also want to say thanks to Home Campus. Home Campus is the exclusive high school and state association management platform for us. It's also your one-stop platform for scheduling, student-athlete eligibility and clearance, and a whole lot more. As an athletic director, I used Home Campus every single day, and it was just fantastic. Go to homecampus.com, talk to their great team. That's homecampus.com. We also want to say thanks to Snap Mobile. Go to snapraise.com, check out their entire suite of platforms designed to help you do your job better. If you're looking for a fundraiser, stop right here. SnapRaise is hands down the best one available, but there's so much more. You've got Snap Store, Snap Connect, Snap Manage. To see them all, go to Snap Mobile, excuse me, snapraise.com. That's snapraise.com. And we want to say thanks to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. 
Go to athleticsurveys.com. They're going to show you how they can create a custom survey that lets you take the pulse of your parents and your student athletes. Athletic directors already hear back from the complainers, the 2% that want to gripe about everything. Athletic surveys, they'll connect you to the 2%, but they'll also connect you to the 98% that support your program. That's a tremendously valuable tool to have. Go to athleticsurveys.com. Let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. Got a really cool episode today. We're going back to my home state, the great state of Oregon, and we've got uh, multiple connections here. Uh, our guest today is Trent Kroll. Trent is a certified master athletic administrator. He's a longtime AD in the state of Oregon, also very active in the state association. Um, and he has recently taken a position as the principal and the athletic director at Sherman Union. Uh, I called it high school back in the day. I think now it's probably Sherman Union School, um, which was the site of my very first head football coaching position way, way back in the 80s. So excited to hear about all things Sherman County. Trent Kroll, welcome to the Educational AD Podcast. Thanks, Jake. I'm honored to be here. Well, I think you and I connected uh, uh, maybe this last national conference, maybe the one before, uh, saw that you were from Oregon and we started talking and, uh, you know, this one's been in the works for a while, but happy to have you on. For our listeners, we're recording it on September 18th, so it's going to be pretty timely when you're listening to it. Obviously, middle of September, school's going like crazy, so let's go and jump right in. Uh, Trent, we always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests, so Give us that bio, where you were born, where you grew up. Maybe take us up through your own uh, high school and college years, and then we'll take a break and hear more about your early career. But what's the Trent Kroll origin story? All right. Thanks, Jake. Uh, man, I was born in Astoria, Oregon, on the coast. And uh, my dad was a, a preacher, and that was his first church. And then he got a, another job up in Suquamish, Washington which was right off of Bainbridge Island. And I went to North Kitsap High School in Paulsbo, Washington. Graduated in 87. I was a three-sport athlete with uh, football, wrestling, and track and field. Um, my, my football team actually, uh, we, we, we might not have done very well, but we have some guys that are uh, still in the sport. And so we, uh, my quarterback is now the, I think his official title, of, I'm not really sure of his official title, but he used a high school recruiter for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, our, um, one of our backs is the current head coach there and, and played in college. Uh, our wide receiver is, uh, I think the defensive backs coach at Oklahoma State University. And then we had another guy on our team who ended up getting, I think he's got one or two uh, Major League Baseball championship rings for being a pitcher at, with the Angels. So we, we, had, we had some all-stars there on our team. So that was pretty cool. Um, let's see. I went to Pacific University in Forest Grove, Oregon. It's another tie that we have together. And started in 87. And I really went down there because the coach gave interest in me and uh it being an NAIA school and me being 
a so-so wrestler, I uh, thought, well, I can find a spot on the on the squad, and and I did, and it was a fantastic experience for me. I went to Spain my junior year, and then came back and still did a fifth year with eligibility at Pacific, and graduated Pacific in '92. Married a woman who was an Oregonian, so we stayed in Oregon and bought our first house in Tualatin, uh, Oregon, right outside of south of downtown Portland. So, well, let's go in. Uh, I mean, that high school career—that's pretty darn impressive. Uh, you know, rubbing shoulders with them. I'm sure you carried your own weight back there. Let's go and talk about those college days, as you mentioned. You know, we're both proud graduates of Pacific University, Forest Grove, Oregon. I was there a few years before you. But uh, of all their athletic programs, uh, nationally uh, known powerhouse wrestling programs, so to get recruited to Pacific, uh, you know, you you must have had uh, something to, uh, to offer that program. Yeah, well, now they're D3, but when I was there, they were NAIA. And uh, I guess my claim to fame is that – at Pacific University, we have had five individual national champions, and four of them were there while I was there. So I was the meat in the grinder in the in the groups of four. Oh, man, there were definitely at least two national champions in my group of four every day. And, and you know, I think that that, looking back, um, helped me be a coach and really help uh, some of our athletes understand um, that you know, your role might not be that best athlete on the team, but to help others become the best athlete on the team. And, uh, you know, those are the guys that that are still my best friends today. And Frank Johnson being one of them, who's the head coach now for wrestling at Linfield University. And it, it's just been a um, – those guys on that team are special. And, and my coach, Mike Clock, uh, legend – is a special guy. I've actually, we travel together. We've been to five world championships and one Olympics together. So um, it's been a, been a great, that relationship building part that I didn't realize at that time um, has become a really special thing for those years that I had from 87 to 92. Oh yeah, a absolutely. And uh, I, I got to ask our listeners are going to get bored with this, but who cares? Uh, yeah. Have you been back recently? Have you seen the improvements that they've made in the athletic program or the athletic facilities? Yeah, actually, uh, the new AD, Keith Buckley, is doing a fantastic job. They have uh, restarted football. There's over 100 kids on the sidelines. So you got guys with the same numbers on the sideline. Um, you know, if you, if you ever want to ask somebody, Keith Buckley, who's the new AD, was the football coach. And if you ever want to ask somebody about uh, how to recruit, that's the man to, to ask. He is a master. You know, they, they've done trips to South America. Um, it's a D3 school. So and you pay a lot to go there without athletic scholarships. And so how do you get 100 guys on your squad? Um, that's that's he's he's done a great job and and their facilities look fantastic. And uh, we're rebuilding that wrestling program right now. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, again, hats off to the school and to Keith Buckley. Uh, you know, bringing the football program back, having some pretty good success competing against that other school that we're not going to mention. Uh, for our listeners, uh, our guest today is uh, Trent Kroll. 
He's a certified master athletic administrator, longtime AD in the state of Oregon, uh, now a principal and an athletic director at a small school in Eastern Oregon. We're going to take our first break, but we're coming back with more. So please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to Gipper for their support of the Educational AD Podcast. Gipper is the official social media graphic solution for us. And if you go to Gipper.com, their team is going to show you how you can start creating world-class content for your school social media channel. Your kids are on social media. And if you're not, you're really missing out on a great opportunity to promote your program and celebrate your teams. Gipper's trusted and used by over 3,000 college and high school athletic programs across the country. It's professional graphic design made simple. Go to Gipper.com, mention this podcast, you'll get a nice discount. That's Gipper.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest is Trent Kroll, Certified Master Athletic Administrator from Oregon. Trent, you uh, took us up through, you know, your high school and college stage. You even mentioned that, uh, you know, you got married, started out in the Portland area. Um, take us through that journey from those early teaching and coaching jobs uh, up to your most recent job before you moved to uh, Sherman County. Yeah, Jake. Uh, let's see, I, for 18 years, I was Spanish teacher at high school and then uh, 25 years of coaching wrestling. And uh, after graduating in 92 from college, I think in 1995, I was knocking on the door at Tualatin High School and said, can I be a volunteer coach? And he said, yeah. And, uh, and I, I fell in love with working with kids. And I was like, okay, how am I going to get off work at 3.15 every day? <laughs> so um, following my, my mom's uh, advice of uh, continually asking me because I'd gotten into construction right after college asking me when when are you going to use your your degree when are you going to use your degree uh, I went back and got my master's in teaching at Lewis and Clark College in Portland and applied for I don't know 26 jobs and uh, first interview was Centennial High School out in Gresham and I ended up getting offered the job and and the year later taking the head coach job at uh, Centennial High School for wrestling. Uh, quick little side note, um, you know, the, the, the coach who had the job when I started there ended up being a Hall of Fame coach, Vern Olson. And then I inherited an assistant coach um, named Randy Couture, who some people would know in the mixed martial arts world. But uh, for me, it was the wrestling world. He wrestled at Oklahoma State, was a three-time um, national finalist for Division One, and, and so having great mentors to start off with was a, a key to, to me having that longevity in, in coaching. Um, was at Centennial for six years and driving 23 and a half miles from Tualatin to Gresham. And as my oldest started kindergarten, I was like, how am I going to be a part of both school districts? And uh, because if I, I couldn't leave school between 4.30 and 7.30 because I'd end up getting home the same time. So uh, because of traffic. <laughs> so we just made a decision to look for uh, relocating and we ended up in Hood River, Oregon, about 45 minutes east of, so I guess it's an hour east of downtown Portland, 45 minutes east of Troutdale, um, right on the, the border of 
of Oregon and Washington, and I was in Oregon. And I was there for 17 years. And so um, 13, I don't know if I can get all the numbers right here, 13 as a teacher and, and coach and five, no, that's not right. So it must have been, anyway, I was athletic director there for five years, athletic administrator, assistant principal. And um, I guess my story is that, uh, you know, as a teacher, I wanted to be um, at the top of the pay scale since I'd been working long enough as a teacher. So I was going to start to get some credits to get to that top of the scale. And I thought, well, I'll, I'll take some admin courses. Who knows? Maybe someday I'll, I'll um, be tired of teaching. And, and I finished uh, the two-year course in uh, May of 2018. And in June of 2018, the athletic director uh, resigned. He was actually a, a TOSA and not an administrator, but then they opened up the job as an administrator. And I was like, uh-oh, here we go. I didn't, I didn't know that this was going to happen so soon. And I applied for the job and, and got it. And, uh, and that's kind of what's taken me to this path right here. Now, um, a, a couple of things I want to go into, you know, one uh, for our listeners, you know, Hood River, uh, for years and years was just a sleepy little town, uh, you know, on the interstate. Uh, but it became uh, and still is, uh, you know, very much uh, a headquarters for windsurfing and uh, and a lot of other things, recreation. So the school grown as Hood River High School has grown exponentially. Um, when you came into Hood River, was it already kind of in that, you know, booming phase or was it still growing? Yeah, uh, right now it has about 1,100 kids on campus and 200 online, so 1,300 population. It's a 5A school and a 6A system. And, uh, you know, as a wrestling coach, you've got, you've got this dichotomy there where you've got uh, in the city of Hood River, you've got tourism, but also a lot of tech industries. And then in the Upper Valley, you've got agriculture with uh, a lot of pears, cherries, apples, and so uh, 42% of our student body at the high school uh, spoke Spanish at home. And uh, so I was teaching Spanish to the kids that didn't already speak Spanish. <laughs> but um, that was kind of fun that, uh, that you had such a dichotomy. Uh, my kids went to the middle school in the Upper Valley where 75% of the kids were Hispanic and, and spoke Spanish at home. And my kids uh, were blonde haired to match their mom. So um, it was neat that they were growing up in, in a diverse community. Uh, but with so much recreation, with the mountain being so close and snowboarding and skiing, and then the river being so close, it's, uh, you know, number one, we say, but maybe the number two spot in the world where you got kiteboarding and, and uh, windsurfing. We had to kind of trick them into wrestling being the number one sport in our community and i think we did a pretty good job of doing that <laughs> oh yeah absolutely very successful program and you mentioned mount hood you know uh you know what was it you know 30 uh 30 minutes to government camp and you know uh, a little bit more to to get on the other side of the mountain just uh you know, yeah. you know beautiful beautiful area okay um you mentioned that the um 
uh, previous AD, you know, stepped down uh, and that you became the AD at Hood River. Uh, now, was that our mutual friend, uh, Tom Ames? Yeah, that was Tom. Yep. Tom just texted me this morning. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, as you and I have discussed uh, many, many years ago, uh, Tom Ames was an assistant coach for me in another part of Oregon, but that's a discussion for another podcast. We'll get Tom to have his own uh, episode. Um, for our listeners, uh, our guest today is Trent Kroll. He's a certified master athletic administrator. He's the principal and AD at Sherman Union uh, School District. That's in uh, kind of, uh, I guess, almost eastern Oregon. Um, uh, further up the Columbia Gorge in uh, Wheatfield country. We're going to take another break, uh, but we're coming back with some more. So please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing for their support of the podcast. Go to hometownticketing.com. Their team is going to show you how to set up and sell tickets, not just for your athletic events, but for things like school plays, concerts, school dances, even graduation. And here's the best part. Every school is assigned a dedicated client success manager that will provide you hands-on support every step of the way. That's every step of the way. Hometown Ticketing is digital ticketing that offers more, more support, more security, more customization. Go to hometownticketing.com. Let them help you make the best online ticketing solution. We also want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive indoor score tables and video boards. Go to sidelineinteractive.com. Check out their products and schedule a live web demo to see their scoreboards and their score tables in action. Probably one of the best purchases I ever made was our Sideline Interactive indoor score table. Go to sidelineinteractive.com. Let them help you create the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. That's sidelineinteractive.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Trent, we get a lot of uh, younger ADs, newer ADs that listen to the podcast, and I think it's important for them to hear about the journey that we take uh, with our state association and with the NIAAA. So if you can, share a little bit. How did you first get involved with, um, in your state, it's OADA, and with the NIAAA? Yeah, thanks, Jake. I think uh, I'll go backwards a little bit. Uh, you know, 25 years of coaching wrestling, and about 15 years into that, um, I ended up reading the book Inside Out uh, Coaching by Joe Ehrman. And I was like, oh, man, I've been doing it wrong. Uh, I, I didn't know about the ideas of transactional versus transformational coaching. And, you know, yes, I was building relationships with kids, but, but I just, uh, you know, I, I, was a, I was a yeller and um, I was patting myself on the back a lot. And I think uh, those relationships that I built and the program that we had the, the last 10 years of my coaching, you know, far... Um, were more of value for the kids than the first 15 years. And so a lot of that also had to do with um, me going to the national conference for the Wrestling Coaches Association, NWCA, and them, you know, instead of giving technique breakouts, it was about being the CEO leader of a K-12 program and having a plan 
you know, as a, as a high school head coach uh, for your K through 12 athletes in your community um, that would then feed into each one of the programs. And I began to kind of see that vision of, um, you know, my journey through leadership and, and not just showing up to a practice with, with a technique, with, with a practice plan, with technique that didn't tie together with uh, assistant coaches that didn't know what to do during practice. And, um, and so I, uh, as I transitioned into the athletic director job, I really felt that I wanted to help our coaches, you know, um, I saw myself as a coach of coaches, but I wanted to help our coaches speed up that process that took me 15 years to learn. And uh, um, I also wanted to speed up my process of learning how to be a, gr a great athletic director and not take 15 years in that as well. And I knew that associating myself with great mentors uh, was the key. And um, I, I noticed that right away that the, the people who were doing it the way that I wanted to do it were associated with the Oregon Athletic Directors Association. And so um, I, uh, I applied to be on the executive board and, and got the vote. And I think it was, it was uh, unanimous because I was ran against nobody. <laughs> and, uh, um, but it, it gave me uh, that ability to hang out with those mentors of mine who, who had been doing athletic director jobs for 20 plus years and, and, uh, and have the, that path of sustainability that I was looking for and, and also the, the most impact uh, that, that uh, I, I'm looking for is impact every day on what I can help others with. And I can see those people. Um, I wrote down some names here of, of some of my mentors, Kevin Bryant, um, Pete Lukic, Dave Hood, Tom Bent, Dennis Burke, uh, the group of the nine ADs that were together with the Northwest Oregon Conference 5A Portland group that you know, 60 texts a day, but most of them just jovial and and uh, and patting each other on the back and, and having a good time together, those friendships. So um, then I started going to the, right away, I went to the NIAAA conference and, and realized that I could have more than just Oregon uh, mentors, that I could have people around the nation that, that I could check in with and and who had similar jobs and and created you know relationships with them and I uh, I immediately joined uh, the mentorship cohort through the NIAAA and got to know Becky Moran through that she's a, a good friend and and um, then you know I I, uh, I thought well I want to be I want to also give back to this group and. So I'm on the awards committee and I think I'm on, not, I think I'm also on a newly formed committee that's called the QPA mentorship committee. And so uh, as I was, I wanted to get my CAA right away. And as I did that at the end of my year two, then I was like, okay, how do I get my CMAA? And I looked into the QPA quality program award through the NIAAA and I went to the LTC 799 at the national conference and got to know Scott Jarvis and, and, um, you know, I, I see him as a mentor, even though he probably doesn't even know that, 
but uh um and i ended up uh doing the kpa for my school at hood river valley and we were the first program ever in the state of oregon that uh, earned their qpa so i'm pretty proud of that and um now you know i, I really just want to encourage as many ADs as possible to go to that conference at NIAAA, uh, you know, be, anything that you can soak in and, and learn from others, I think it is a, is a great value to not just you, but the community in which you serve. And, you know, I was, I, I recently transitioned from a 5A school to a 1A school and I jumped into a AD conference meeting a couple weeks ago and they were talking about helping each the conference maybe paying for the ADs to go to the OADA conference for a conference dues to help pay for the ADs to go to the conference because a lot of these 1A schools don't have big athletic budgets. And one of the ADs said, you know, I think we should spend that money on kids. And I said, well, I agree with you, but I'm going to challenge you. I think that spending money on us getting professional development is is one of the biggest values that our communities and our kids can have. And so I, I, uh, I, unfortunately, I think that that's a unique um, view and, uh, and the more people that I can help, I think uh, at least think about that, uh, the better I think uh, in our world, because uh, the more that we learn and, and get, um, <laughs> more mentorships, more uh, uh, knowledge of how to think outside the box, the better for our communities. No, I'm right there with you. Yeah. And I love the expression. And we use it a lot as ADs, as coaches. You, you hear it. Oh, it's all about the kids. You know, let's spend money on the kids. Uh, but, you know, you, your logic is certainly spot on. You know, what better way to help the kids than help these ADs? And uh, as you know, I spent uh, a few years in small schools just like Sherman County and those ones that uh, were at that meeting. And and you're absolutely right. Uh, you don't know. Back then, when I was at Sherman, even as a football coach, maybe especially as a football coach, um, you don't know what you don't know. And so by getting that professional development that is spending money on the kids. Great, great point. Um, we're going to take a break, but then we're going to come back uh, with some more. Uh, our guest today is Trent Kroll. He's a certified master athletic administrator, and he's the principal and AD at Sherman Union School District, and that's in the great state of Oregon. So uh, let's take another quick break, but uh, we'll be right back. So please stay with us. We want to thank our good friends at Vital Signs Wall of Fame. Go to their website, vitalsignswalloffame.com. Check out their interactive touchscreen video consoles. It's a great way to display your school record board or your school's Hall of Fame, or simply share your school's proudest moments and your top role models. Once you go to the website, vitalsignswalloffame.com, mention this podcast and you'll get a nice discount. Their mission is to help you bring your school's legacy to life. That's vitalsignswalloffame.com. We also want to say thanks to Huddle. Go to huddle.com and change the way you see the game. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years, and it was just great. But when I became an athletic director, I made sure that our school was a Huddle school. And our coaches just loved the tools that Huddle provided that helped them 
coach our kids up to their highest level. Go to huddle.com. We believe in sports and teams believe in huddle. Join the 8 million users and turn your school into a huddle school. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest is Trent Kroll. He's a certified master athletic administrator from Oregon. Trent, one of the things that we try to do with the podcast is this idea of sharing best practices. So I'm going to put you on the spot. Um, I know you just uh, took the position at Sherman Union, but you know, you've been an administrator for a long time. What are some things that you have done at, at your schools, maybe some things you plan on initiating at Sherman that you would consider best practices. Yeah. Thanks, Jake. Um, my, my job is very different than it was last year. Right now uh, at, at Hood River Valley, we had 29 varsity activities and here at Sherman, we have nine. Um, you know, I was a, a full-time athletic administrator at Hood River Valley, uh, Hood River County School District, actually, with two middle schools and a high school. And here at, as the principal, and I, I get a stipend for the AD job. So it's a, it's a very different job, which is good for me being the president-elect coming into the OADA in that, and now I have a vision of, of uh, small school challenges versus um, large school challenges with a 6A system. And, uh, and so um, I kind of got sidetracked there, but uh, some of the things that, that I've been proud of as a large school uh, AD, um, but I think that the transition to small school is uh, when I started at Hood River, um, I think we had 74 paid coaches. And when I left, we had 96 spots with paid spots with 84 diff, uh, individuals. So we had some multi-sport coaches. Um, but one of the things that I found right away was that, uh, you know, of those 76, um, maybe 10 of them were females. And, and uh, you know, with 50-50 uh, in our sports being female, male, uh, that was... That was something that I wanted to change, and a little bit was selfish because my I had two daughters that went through the system while I was the AD there, and they were both three-sport athletes, and I wanted them to have um, fantastic adult female mentors. Not that their their male coaches um, weren't that, but but I thought that that was a, something that was of value that uh, was missing maybe from them, for them. And, uh, and so we, we worked hard on uh, recruiting applicants for, that were female and not just male, and then, and then doing interviews and hiring the best people. And when I left, you know, with those 84 different coaches, we were at 50% female coaches there. And so I think that um, there was some things that I did that were, that were, good and then there were some things that I did that were outside of the box a little bit uh you know the good thing is I think that you got to ask people to apply and 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 finding people in the community you know as a coach I knew a lot of people in the community I knew a lot of uh um parents in the community and somebody who had the same philosophy as me with that 
you know, education-based athletics, transformational coaching. Um, those are the people that I was looking for that I could help mold and, and, and asking them to apply for the job. And it's really hard for people to say no if you ask, but they won't apply if you don't ask. So uh, that was something that was unique in um, just making those phone calls. I'd make two or three phone calls a day asking people to apply for jobs. I hired, I hired 21 people in July and August of 2022 at Hood River Valley or at Hood River County School District. So uh, I'm, I'm kind of proud of that. <laughs> um, the other thing that, that we found is a barrier for some uh, young female coaches was having children and um, being moms. And so uh, with a school district who, you know, said, hey, you can't have a, you can't have babies on the bus. You can't have kids at practice. Um, we started looking at what we could do, not what we can't do. And I was looking at maybe a, a liability waiver, and uh, that didn't go over with our insurance or our lawyers. Um, but what we did get through was, um, so coach is in charge of the team, and if their kid was there, we needed somebody in charge of the kid. And so we ended up um, essentially hiring babysitters for practice. And uh, we paid them with uh, the same fund that came out of our game management. And, uh, and so, um, you know, with being in a high school with 1,100 kids, we could find a babysitter pretty fast. And so our, our, our young adult female coaches who had kids who um, were in charge of those kids from 3.30 to 5.30 or whatever time practice went on, um, they were able to be coaches and focus on the team, but have their kids at, at practice. Uh, and then the bus thing was, was unique in that um, we actually got, we were able to get um, adult volunteers on buses that cleared background checks, et cetera. And so I had a, a coach that was uh, breastfeeding and of course she needed to bring the kid with her on away trips. And, uh, and so her mom came on the bus with her after we cleared her and uh, and that made it possible for her to be a coach as well. So those are some things that I thought, you know, um, were important. I, 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 uh, I'm now thinking in my head, um, you know, I think we're, uh, my head anyway, I'm slow uh, being uh, a white male, you know, um, why not start hiring female coaches for men's sports? If we're hiring men coaches, male coaches for female sports, and so that's a that's something that uh, that I I'd like to do now is start recruiting and asking people to apply for for jobs that that they wouldn't typically apply for. You know, I, again, I love I love the idea of adding more coaches, and, and uh, of course, you know, I, my wife's a career teacher, career coach, and we've got uh, you know three kids, two of them were daughters, so. Hey, I'm all about, you know, girls uh, and women's sports. Let's talk about some of those ch same uh, challenges now um, at your new school. You know, you, you mentioned Hood River, you know, larger area, you know, it wasn't a super urban area, but uh, you had more people to draw from. Now, 
in the small town in uh, Eastern Oregon. Um, what are some of your strategies to make that same initiative happen at, at, at Sherman Union with your teams? Any uh, any ideas? I know I'm putting you on the spot here. Yeah, well, this is a brand new community. Um, it's a uh, wheat farmers here, and uh, a lot of our staff are um, are the the spouses of the wheat farmers, and so we actually have a, a lot of female coaches already here. I, I found because we do have a lot of our staff that are coaches. Um, but one of the things that I found is a is a, I'm gonna I'm gonna move it the, a different direction there, Jacob. One of the things I found is that as a principal here and transitioning from an athletic director and now learning maybe what I should have been doing as an athletic director because of my new job as a principal is um, that the biggest part of my job is feedback, feedback to the kids, feedback to the community, feedback, especially to the teachers and the staff. And one of the things that I always knew should be higher on my priority list versus the management of sports would be, you know, the, the evaluations and assessments of coaches. Um, and when in my head, somebody said, stop saying evaluations, just call it feedback. That helped me a lot. And so um, I want to be the AD that now comes to practice twice a week and has a one page or a, a Google form or whatever that, that gives coaches immediate feedback, you know, sandwiches stuff. This is what I see really what good that's going on. Have you thought about this? And then end it with, um, you know, I really like, you know, how you're loving up on those kids. Uh, but um, giving that feedback, I think is something uh, and, and, and having it be a constant feedback and not just a, once or twice or three times a season evaluation. And so as a, as a principal, I'm doing that now. My goal is to be in every single classroom uh, three times a week, giving teachers just short feedback. You know, we'll have formal evaluations as well, but that feedback part is, is important. Um, you know, before I transition here, uh, those that word change from evaluation to feedback I heard somebody else say something about culture the other day too. Uh, they changed the word culture to vibe. You know, how's the vibe on your team? And and that was another word that just kind of worked, resonated with me. You know, changing that vibe in your community or in your team or in in your program. So, um, one of the things that I haven't talked about that I wanted to talk about was uh, finding. Um, the political, I, I'm the least political person that I know. Uh, you wouldn't ever know if I'm Democrat, blue or red, but um, finding the political paths within your, your state organizations. And so um, I think that that's something that a lot of people don't think about. And uh, one of the things like, for example, um, helping your school get into the conference that you think it should be in. Or, you know, one of the things that I did was I added a, an exception for a fifth year student. Another thing we did was we found the political path to add a sport as the first ever um, 
sport added to the OSAA since 1977. And so creating those relationships with the directors of your associations, reading the bylaws and not just the eligibility stuff and and finding those political paths, whether it's, you know, going to the championship committee or writing letters, or for me, you know, it was showing up at every public speaking um, opportunity for the association and the executive board to say, this is the conference our school wants to be in. And nobody else showing up and saying, well, Red River Valley shouldn't be in that conference. Um, of course, they're going to do what they what is the path of least resistance, but uh, and they're going to put us in that conference that we want to be in. But um, I think finding that that political course without ruffling feathers is is a fine line that that not a lot of people think about. Now, uh, again, you you touch on an area that it's one of those that unless you're there, uh, you, you really don't understand, you know, the workings, you know, at the state level or even the local level too. Um, great, great point. And I love the idea uh, or, or just the, the phrasing, you know, um, we did something for evaluations, you know, um, you know, we called it just um, an end of season review with our coaches. Um, and I would have the coaches come in and they knew the routine, they knew what to expect. You know, what's a couple of things that you thought you did well? What's one or two things you'd like to improve on? Uh, and then the third part, how are we together, you know, going to help that uh, happen? How are we going to measure it? Uh, if if we were not going to renew a coach, they already knew that before that meeting ever took place. But, you know, it was all about giving those coaches tools to uh, to get better. Trent, uh, if one of our listeners wanted to reach out and pick your brain a little bit, uh, what's the best way that they can get a hold of you? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'd love to say my email, but, <laughs> but I'm going to give you my cell number because I'm a texter. I go to zero texts every day and, and I'm at like over 100 unopened emails. So my cell number is 541-399-6123. Um, my, my email is tkroll, T-K-R-O-L-L, -L, at sherman.k12.or.us. And I'd love to to uh, talk to people and, and think outside the box and brainstorm anytime. Yeah. Well, listeners, I think you got a great resource. Uh, make sure you add that uh, to your contacts. Uh, Trent Kroll, you know, Sherman Union School District in Oregon. We're going to take another break, but we're not done yet. So uh, please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to thank our good friends at Home Campus for their support of the podcast. Home Campus is the exclusive high school and state association management platform. It's also your one-stop platform for things like scheduling, uh, student-athlete eligibility and clearance, and a whole lot more. As an athletic director, I used Home Campus every single day, and it was just great. You'll like it, too. Uh, for more information, all you need to do is go to homecampus.com. That's homecampus.com. Check them out today. We want to say thanks to our friends at Snap Mobile. Go to snapraise.com. That's the website. Check out their entire suite of platforms designed to help you do your job better. If you're looking for a fundraising platform, stop right here. Snap Raise is hands down 
the best one available. But there's a lot more. You've got Snap Connect, Snap Store, Snap Manage. You'll find them all at snapraise.com. That's snapraise.com. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Trent, one of our uh, talking points that we've done since we started the podcast has to do with this idea of coaching toughness. Now, a hundred years ago, when I was in high school, uh, our coaches would say things like, you know, come on, you have to be tough, or come on, Jake, you got to suck it up. I think we kind of knew what they meant, and we went out and uh, did it. But in the many years since I was in high school, we have figured out much better ways to communicate with our student athletes, but I still think toughness is an important aspect of sports and of life. So here's my question for you. How can a coach or an AD help a kid, a generation Z kid to develop toughness while also being aware of the very real social, emotional challenges that kids today are going through that I never had to go through back in the seventies. You have any advice for us? Yeah. So I'm a wrestling coach and uh, <laughs> toughness is our job. Uh, you find out right away if head to head combat with points is something that that your psyche can deal with. But I'm not going to focus on just wrestling here. Um, you know, when I, I believe that uh, I, I call it the reset generation um, where uh, when you're playing video games and you get in trouble, you hit the reset button and you start the game over. And for me, that works in my head on, you know, why kids aren't tough because they don't fight through those tough challenges, even in their video games, they just hit reset. And so as we, as athletic directors, mentor our coaches, um, I think coming out of college, we all know, what it takes if we're a college athlete coaching uh, we know what it takes to, to create uh, a championship either individual or a championship team and it, it takes that grind that push that hard work and it's very easy for us as coaches to to just teach that grind and um and make it so that athletics you know, might not be necessarily what quote unquote fun uh, in practice because it's it's 100% grind. So I think helping our coaches understand that their practice plan needs to not only be uh, that their practice plan needs and practices need to be tough enough that your three kids for me it's wrestling. Your three kids who love this love the sport of wrestling as much as you do. Um, you're working them hard enough to be state champions, but the other 42 kids are having an experience that's worthwhile to them and you aren't running them off. And so a championship program brings those 45 kids together um, where they're all working equally, and, but you're also doing stuff that, that is creating relationships, building bonds, and uh, you know, you're tricking them. You, they don't even know that they're working hard in, in that toughness. And I think that, that it's bringing them to that line every day of, uh, 
of them saying, I'm done. I'm not, I can't go any farther. And you're crossing that line just a little bit farther every day in practice. And I see so many of our coaches um, not even getting close to that line in some of our practices. Uh, they don't know how to bring the kids to the line um, and have a jovial atmosphere. Uh, whether it even be, you know, the simple part of ending practice with a game so that they don't even remember that they went to the line halfway through practice. They only remember the game at the end. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm not talking about, you know, like a volleyball game. I'm talking about a game within a game type of thing. So uh, it's getting coaches to think outside that box again of how to bring the kids to that line and cross that line every day a little bit farther, a little bit farther, and uh, um, but yet still having seen value in being a part of that of the team because of the relationships that they have. Uh, and I do know how hard it is when you have clientele who have never taken out the garbage or you know been asked to clean their room, etc. I, I get that. And so um, it, it's a, and that's what makes it hard. And if it was easy, anybody could do it. But since we have great athletic directors and coaches, you know, helping each other talk through it and how to do that and make great practice plans and utilizing your assistant coaches in, in those practice plans, I think is, is essential. Yeah. Um, again, the diversity of your student body, you know, your, your, your clientele, uh, certainly comes into play. Um, what uh, what are some things that you have done as a coach? And, and again, you talked about your own journey from being a, uh, a transactional coach to a transformational coach. What are some things that you've done to kind of help build those relationships? And, and, and wrestling, I think, is a great example. I mean, you've got to have some toughness to come out in the first place. But uh, as you're trying to help them improve, what are some techniques that you used as a coach uh, that maybe you can share real quickly? I just, I think it's about building relationships. You know, they got to trust you um, and they'll trust you if you care about them. And if you find out about their life outside of the practice room and uh, if they know that you'll be there for forever, you know, even after the, 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 the high school, career is over and and the hard part as a coach is not knowing if you're doing it right um you'll know 20 years or 10 years from now when you get invited to their wedding and uh and so you know for me that was the part that I was missing those first 15 years was uh life um outside of the wrestling room and building that trust um the kids they, they, they trusted my knowledge in wrestling, but they didn't trust my love for them. Yeah, absolutely right. Those relationships and, you know, beginning to, as you begin to build those, uh, not only does, um, you know, the relationship aspect improve, but their performance improves. You know, they're willing to give more because they, they understand that, you know, you're there for you. You know, the classic cliche, and it's true. They don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Great stuff. 
Trent, this has been really cool. I wish we had a lot more time to uh, to spend. We could go into Pacific and, and Sherman for forever, but uh, we're not done yet. Uh, we always wrap up with the athletic director's toolbox. Now, you certainly know your way around the world of athletics, but we're going to take our final break and hear from athletic surveys. When we come back, I'm going to challenge you to send out a brand new athletic director on their very first job, but I'm only going to let you put three things in the toolbox. So let's take that final break. And when we come back, we're going to see what Trent Kroll is going to put in his new athletic director toolbox. We want to say thanks to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the AD Toolbox segment. Athletic Surveys are a quick and easy way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic directors already hear back from the complainers, the 2% that want to gripe about everything. Athletic Surveys not only connects you with the 2%, they also connect you with the 98% that love and support your program. That's a tremendously valuable tool to have when you're talking with a frustrated parent or your principal or your school board. Go to athleticsurveys.com. They're gonna show you how they can create a custom survey that lets you take the pulse of your parents and your student athletes. Go to athleticsurveys.com. Let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. We've uh, been visiting today with Trent Kroll. He's a certified master athletic administrator, longtime AD in the state of Oregon, and he's the new principal and athletic director at Sherman School District. That's in Sherman County, Oregon. Trent, um, you've uh, been an AD for a long time, but now I'm going to challenge you to send out a brand new AD on their very first job. And I'm only going to let you put three things in the toolbox. What three items? are going to go into your new athletic director toolbox. Okay. Thanks, Jake. Uh, I'm not going to put into the toolbox, but it's going to be close. The, the, the concept of uh, really thinking about hiring uh, female coaches and recruiting female coaches, if that's something that uh, is disproportionate in your school. Um, and I'm not going to put in my toolbox, uh, you know, finding those political paths, uh, being a part of the or organizations, whether it's, uh, you know, um, for me, the OSAA or the Oregon Wrestling Association or the National Wrestling Coaches Association, um, being a part of those organizations to, to figure out how your sport works politically, not just at your school. But I am going to put in my toolbox for a new athletic director. Um, finding a way to create that feedback for coaches with uh, short feedback, I would say twice a week at practices and showing it's a great way to show coaches that you care and, and keep them accountable as well. So um, number two, um, find a way that you are able to hang out with your mentors. And for me, that was being a part of the OADA executive board because three or four times a year, I get to spend a whole day with those guys. And then I get to do um, not just guys, men and women. And, uh, and I get to do, uh, you know, be at the conferences with, with them. And so finding a way to 
to spend time and not just on the phone uh, with the people who are doing the job the way you want to be doing it. And then the last thing that I'm going to put in my toolbox that I haven't talked about yet is um, learn about artificial intelligence, AI, and how it can help you in your job. I've been, I've been diving into it. And one of my favorite quotes is that AI is not going to uh, eliminate jobs, but those who don't know AI are going to be eliminated by those who know AI. And so um, for me, it's time saving. And, uh, and a suggestion would be, you know, to start with chat GPT if you haven't already and watch some how-to videos on creating prompts and, uh, you know, whether it's um, writing out letters or, or putting together um, bullet points or a, a, an agenda for a meeting or even uh, helping you sound a little more jovial in an email. Um, those are the things that I think uh, have been helping me with AI and um, are something that that really I was missing. I my my tone in my emails was terrible, and I can and AI is helping me with my tone in my emails. Uh, and you know if I can create a minutes or an agenda for a meeting in in five minutes versus writing it out in 35 minutes, why not? And so it, I used to think of it as cheating, but now I think of it as you know it's my prompt is unique and nobody else can write a prompt like I do. And that's what creates that AI um, written document for me. Boy, um, we're going to have to get you on one of our uh, tech Tuesday segments. Um, I, I love the AI uh, tool and you're absolutely right. Um, you know, some of us are, uh, or some people, I won't say us, some people are gifted uh wordsmiths and they can create a message that hones right in on the audience uh but if you haven't uh, tried a couple of those sites that uh, that trent mentioned i encourage you to do so uh just because you ask an ai platform to create something for you you're not married to that exact phrasing you can still edit it and make it your own although you might want to consider uh yeah is that a good edit but uh absolutely and of course um you know, hiring, uh, you know, diverse people, you know, getting women to coach our, our, our girls teams, you know, getting the best coach, man or woman to, to coach, uh, you know, our teams as well. I just spoke to a, a, a woman football coach and uh, the, the mentoring networking component, you just can't overstate the importance of that. Uh, don't do what I did. I waited way too long in my career. I didn't want to appear like I was a dope. Uh, and so I didn't reach out um sooner I, I really wish i would have speaking of reaching out trent if one of our listeners wanted to reach out and add you to their network what's the best way that they can get a hold of you yeah cell number text me 541-399-6123 or uh you know hopefully within 48 hours i respond to your email <laughs> at t kroll t-k-r-o-l-l at sherman.k12.or.us Trent, uh, always great catching up with a uh, with a boxer brother uh, from Pacific University, and uh, all the best to you and the Huskies at uh, the Sherman yeah. School District. 
Uh, hopefully, we're going to see you again at the National Conference in December. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in the leadership cohort, and uh, we're uh, we're getting together in December as well. So, yep. Oh, absolutely. We're definitely going to have to connect. And then uh, looking forward to seeing you and uh, the athletic directors from Oregon uh, this coming spring at your state conference. Yeah, fantastic, Jake. Looking forward to having you at our conference. Oh, well, I, I appreciate that. I'm looking forward to it as well. For our listeners, um, we upload the Zoom recordings of these interviews to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. And of course, we appreciate you listening. Come back next time for another great interview and just about every day for new content on the Educational AD Podcast. We'll see you next time.